Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Thank you for joining me today. Welcome to the KJV Cafe broadcast. So good to have you here today. And what we're talking about this episode is temptation. Temptation. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, Paul writes, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Amen. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, talking about temptation. Look, we are all tempted, are we not? No temptation is unique to you alone. There's a commonness to temptation. We all bear it. And I I would like to say in this verse, what we see here is God's love. Amen. God's love. He loves us so much that number one, he wants us to know the things that we face. We're not alone. You know, there is some comfort in commonness. Uh, There's some comfort in the idea if you were in the military and you're going to boot camp that many have gone before you and that many are going with you and that many will go after you. There is some comfort in that. Uh, I remember uh, in sports going to preseason practices and, you know, there was uh, things uh, in uh, hard enduring uh, uh, challenges that we had to go through. You know, we'd have to endure them and uh, punishing practices. And it, it, I took comfort in that I had others with me and, and that there was a way to, to uh, get through it. And here what God is showing us is that when it comes to temptation, right, you're not alone. Others too uh, have been tempted with these same things. Because truly, uh, the inverse of that is when someone would say, oh, I'm tempted beyond measure. No one's ever been tempted like I'm tempted. How does God expect me to get through this? And what God is saying is, no, there is a well-worn path, and it is by turning to me. Amen. That's kind of the end of the message at the beginning. We turn to God. We're delivered from these temptations. But he wants you to know that there's a commonness to it, that there hath no temptation taken you but such is common to man. So God's love is letting you know, first of all, that these things happen. Remember, we are in a broken, sin-sick world. And even though we're in this world, number one, if you're saved, you're not of this world. And number two, God is right by your side as you go through this world. Isn't that should bring you comfort today? Isn't that a good thing to know that God is right there by your side? You know, sometimes uh, we face adversity and we say to ourselves, oh, uh, God, and calling out to God, God, can you hear me? And uh, I feel like God wants to tap us on the shoulder sometimes, say, I can hear you. I'm right next to you. Amen. He is close. He's nigh to the believer, especially those that have uh, repented of their sin those that are seeking him, that are following his ways, that are living righteously. There's tons of scripture on that, that he hears the prayers of the righteous, that he'll draw nigh to you as you draw nigh to him and you cleanse your hands, right? You get right with him. You understand and recognize sin for what it is. And you say, you know what? Not only do I not want to do that, God, but I understand that it is bad and I view it as you view it. And I also find it abhorrent. I also find it awful. I also find it disgusting. So you get aligned with God's point of view and 
and you get aligned with um, repenting before him, which we all need to do, right? And you get aligned with following his commands, living for him, staying in his word. That's where you find his commands in his word. And then what happens? He is just as close as can be to you. Amen. And so there's a commonness to temptation. It's not unique to you alone. And then what do we have next? But God. Oh, lately I've been seeing a lot of preaching and hearing a lot of preaching on but God. That's beautiful. But God is faithful. What does that mean? That means that God is faithful in the sense that he is not going to let you uh, get devoured by temptation um, without a way out. He's not going to let you uh, be stuck completely in a situation you can't get out of that he won't help you out of. Now, again, if you say, well, Brother Clark, I've been in a bad situation. I couldn't get out of it. Well, number one, were you seeking God? Number two, were you living for God? And number three, was there a reason God would have you there? Because sometimes the best things for us uh, are often things that we don't want to go through. The times I've grown the most as a Christian oftentimes is in the valley, in these hardships. So we have to delineate. Maybe God wants us to go through tough times. And also understand that temptation is a broad uh, category, isn't it? You can be tempted in something simple, like uh, you're trying to eat better and you drive by a fast food restaurant, and that's tempting. I've been there, amen. I love to eat. And I'll try and say, oh, okay, I'm going to eat more salad. And you drive by uh, the Chick-fil-A and you say, wow, that'd be delicious. You're tempted. But then temptation can take a lot of turns. You may be uh, tempted as a child to give in to peer pressure, right? And so the whole group is saying, you know, take a drag of this cigarette or take this pill or look at this dirty image. And so everybody is just kind of trying to tempt you into something through peer pressure. You know, adults face peer pressure too. There's peer pressure at the workplace. I was just speaking to someone about that today, that the the, the company they worked for wanted them to do something that went against uh, what the Lord had given them peace about. And that is a temptation, is it not? Again, it doesn't take on the natural look of a temptation, but it is a temptation. And I gave them this very verse, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, uh, to let them know that God is gonna, going to give them a way of escape and that God is going to get the glory from this. So there's no temptation that's impossible to overcome with God's help. It says, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able so what does that mean? That means that God's not going to allow you to be tempted to something that you can't resist, right? And so use my silly example of Chick-fil-A. Uh, God is not going to allow me to drive by that Chick-fil-A and not have anything in the cupboard to eat and not have anywhere to go. And I, you know, I, was, I couldn't go there because I'm really trying to eat right. And all oh, then I have to go there. I hope that makes sense. He's not going to allow that. And again, there's nothing wrong with Chick-fil-A. They have salads there. Amen. So there you go. Nothing wrong with Chick-fil-A. Uh, but you get the idea. He's always going to give you a way out. He's not going to box you in because again, the beginning of the second part of the verse says, but God is faithful. And the idea is God understands our temptations. You know what? The Bible, I was preaching on this Sunday morning, that, that uh, the Lord isn't someone that's not touched with our infirmities, right? What does that mean? Our, our illnesses, our weaknesses, the things we go through. The Lord has been, but in all ways, he's experienced them. How has he experienced them? In the person of Jesus Christ. He was tempted. Uh, the passage always tied to this scripture would be the one where the devil 
in the wilderness is tempting the Lord to turn the stone to bread and to cast himself down on the angels from the top of the temple and bow down to the devil. He was tempted there, but he was also tempted by the Pharisees. Uh, He was tempted uh, uh, oftentimes by people that were trying to get him to say a certain thing. I remember there was one that was trying to ask him about uh, what happens with a person's uh, widow, uh, the brother's widow, wherever it was, and on and on and on. They were trying to tempt him into an answer. The Lord was tempted in all kinds of ways. And so get this, because he was tempted here on earth, because he's also our Lord, because he's also our creator, because he's part of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, because of all these things, the Lord Jesus Christ can relate to your specific temptation. Your temptation, the God you pray to, that if you're saved, uh, that that is, because of course we have to be saved, amen. But once we're saved, we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. He can relate to your temptation and that Holy Spirit, what's the Holy Spirit called? The great comforter, right? The comforter can comfort you in that situation. He understands. He was tempted in all ways. So he won't allow you to be suffered beyond uh, reason where you can resist. And so you say, well, how's that possible if things are just happening so fast in this world and it seems to be getting more and more wicked and all these things? Remember, God's still in control. He's still sovereign. I've heard uh, preaching on um, a brother Adrian Rogers, a big influence in my life. Uh, he, he preached on there's no emergency meetings in heaven. Amen. God's in complete control. And uh, Adrian Rogers would finish that statement with there's only plans. And so God has great plans. God is sovereign. God will use the brokenness and craziness in this world to allow his plan to come to fruition, allow his plan to actually happen. And so what we see is that God's faithful and he won't suffer us to be tempted above what we can handle. Always remember that. Always take comfort in that, that there always will be a way out of temptation. And again, if you look at the traditional type of temptation, you might think of an alcoholic and and they're walking down the beer aisle and they're saying, oh, why God, I'm so tempted. Well, maybe God's response to that would be get out of the beer aisle. <laughs> you know, uh, I had a football coach in middle school that was trying to counsel us on where to meet a good woman. And he told us the places not to go. And he said, if you go to these certain places and you can use your imagination, he says, there you won't meet a good woman as in you'll give into this temptation because you're in the wrong place. I never forgot that because it's such a simplistic uh, idea, but it is so true. Uh, and so we don't, if we're an alcoholic, don't go in the beer aisle. Uh, if we're addicted to pornography, don't go to the uh, bookstore, adult bookstore. Don't don't go to the web browser if you're not in public around in the living room or whatever. Uh, if you're addicted to video games, uh, don't open the game console. Don't turn it on. Get rid of it. I think you guys get the idea. Amen. Uh, some people are addicted to their cell phones, right? They're constantly on their cell phones. Uh, and I don't have time to get into all of that uh, in too much detail. But the idea is... You're saying, God, how can I get away from this phone? And God's saying, uh, go ahead and put it in a shoebox. You know, when you, at seven o'clock every night, put it in a shoebox and don't get it till the next day. I've given you that option, you know, or download this app and that shuts it off or whatever it is. But there's no temptation that's impossible to overcome. And the key here is with God's help, right? But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. That's how 1 Corinthians 10, 13 ends, that God will make a way of escape. I love that word escape. It conjures up the idea the house is on fire and you got to get out. You got to escape. And that truly is what we should do with temptation. We should escape it. We should run from it. We should flee from it. Never get the idea that you're some kind of tough Christian or mature Christian if you are going to, in the face of temptation and tempt the devil 
control and, and, and all these things. No, flee from the temptation. Uh, I used to hear years ago that Billy Graham, when he would travel for uh, evangelical crusades and so forth, would actually have the TV removed from his room because he didn't want to watch anything inappropriate. Or you might have heard when uh, Mike, Pres- uh, Mike Pence was vice president some years ago that he followed the Billy Graham rule and never was alone with a woman in an elevator at a restaurant, etc. These are ways uh, that Dr. Graham was able to use to flee from any kind of temptation. And people would say, oh, the world would say, oh, that's outrageous. I say that's godly and that's biblical. And so we have to understand that God will make us, uh, he'll give us a way to escape. He'll give us that help, but we have to humble ourselves. We have to seek God. We have to understand his ways. We have to understand uh, God in, in a light that we fear him, amen, and that we and that we want to please him as, as a child wants to please their father. We have to get that relationship with God. We can't take these things lightly. Oh, the devil would love to knock someone off the pew, knock someone out of the congregation, knock someone away from their Bible through giving in temptation, and it can come in the blink of an eye and like a like a flash of lightning, temptation can come. God gives us a way of escape, but we have to be on guard. We have to have that whole whole uh, spiritual armor on. We have to have the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation and all the rest on to withstand these fiery darts from the devil. But we are given an escape. And I just want you to think about this idea kind of broadly here as we wrap up in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, the idea that this is God's love in action. People say, oh, God is love. Well, give me an example. Here's one example. God is here giving you a prescription for how to escape temptation and telling you that he will not allow you to be tempted more than you can deal with it and that he will give you a way of escape. That's God's love. To be in this broken, wicked world full of temptation, God says, I know it and I'm going to provide for you. And God is sovereign and he provides for us in so many ways. And so we just have to thank him for that today. Have you thanked God lately for his provision, for his protection on you and your family and your loved ones? If not, make today a day you thank him. I'm so thankful for what God's done in my life. I'm so thankful for you listening to this message today. And I hope it encourages you to continue to seek the Lord and get into his word and understand he is worthy of all praise. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll talk to you soon. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.